Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page in FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Doug House from Federal Baseball on the line on his way home from National Park, where the Nationals suffered a dispiriting 5-4 loss to the Colorado Rockies in the series opener of the three-game set. Doghouse will pick it up in the eighth inning. Nationals 4-1 lead. They turn it over to their setup man, Drew Storen. He had a streak of 19 straight retired batters ended last night with a walk. Another walk tonight, but a two-out single by Jose Reyes. A swinging bunt by Nolan Arenado. All of a sudden, the bases are loaded for Carlos Gonzalez. He gets up 1-0, gets a 1-0 fastball, and hits a grand slam to right out in the hearse. Just absolutely crushes it. 5-4 Rockets at that point. Cargo is beyond hot in the last month plus. 39 for 105. Nine doubles, 12 home runs, 371, 422, 800 line over that stretch in the last 28 games. Is it just bad luck on Drew Storen's part? Do you, what do you think of the uh, pitch there and giving up the big lead on Drew, Drew Storen's been dominant in the last couple of months, basically all year, I'd say, but not tonight. Well, I, I think throwing Gonzalez a pitch that he could hit out for a home run, that was a definite mistake. He should have thrown him some, <laughs> some different pitch that he couldn't have hit out for a home run. And, and I apologize strategy. for the depth of my analysis. I started drinking early today. Um, <laughs> well, I, I guess we got to say Rizzo points ahead on this one, right? You know, good thing he went out and got a real closer for us. Um, you know, no, no matter how lights out Drew has been in the last last few games, you know, everyone's going to have an off night. And, you know, the the, the, the walk, the, the basically the bad Babbitt luck on a couple of base hits, I, you can't get around that. And then uh, then the dinger, oh, sometimes everything lines up against you, and, uh, and, it, and it's basically a punch in the gut, and that's what happened to us there. You know, you, you hope that somehow uh, Drew could just pitch better, but, you know, it wasn't to be tonight, and, uh, and here we are. Our friend uh, Andrew Simon from MLB.com quoting Drew Storen. I'm trying to go in there, and instead of just staying in off the plate, it came back over right onto his barrel, right into his barrel, I should say. If you're Matt Williams, you see the walk to Descalzo, who's one of those darn Cardinals again. Jose Reyes single to right. Nolan Arenado singles to load the bases up. Cargo steps in there, 167, 216, 211 line versus left-handed pitchers this season, 317, 378, 631 versus right-handers. Career, since everyone cares about that more. 268, 310, 440 versus lefties. 304, 368, 560 versus righties. You see Drew Storen struggling out there on the mound. It's hard to call it struggling. I mean, a walk, a single, and a infield single. That was just a roller, that swinging bunt, essentially. Any any thought for going to the left-hander there? You got Thornton and Felipe Rivero, who ended up coming on the next inning in the pen. Any thought of going Wait. if you go with Storen, or do you stick with... Uh, bring in one of the lefties to face cargo. Well, you you know me. I'm all about matchups. If you have a good lefty warm, you put him in in that situation. Uh, uh, to be honest, I don't remember if anyone was up at that point. Uh, so I, I don't know if, if Williams had anyone ready to go. If I'm Williams, I have, you know, I have three people warming up at the bullpen at all times for all possible matchups, including ambidextrous. Uh, but <laughs> 
uh, right right there, you know, the, the numbers say go to the matchups, bring up the lefty. Maybe Drew is struggling. Maybe he just ran into some bad luck. But given uh, the, the the philosophy we've seen in that bullpen management, which is your eighth inning guy takes the eighth, your ninth inning guy <laughs> takes the ninth. There, there was, there was going to be no way that he was going to bring someone in there to get to get Drew out of that mess. And you know, nine times out of ten or more, Drew gets out of that mess himself. And unfortunately, yeah. this was the tenth time. It's tough. Hold on one second. I'm just pulling up Matt Williams' quote. Uh, Chase Hughes from CSN Washington. Williams on Drew Storen. He's had a very good season for us. It just wasn't his night. So. That's all he had to say. I'll check out any further quotes he had on that. But even after they went down, the Nationals had a chance. Felipe Rivero, who was warming up, I believe, earlier in the game, but came on for the ninth, uh, gets them through the top of the ninth inning. Tommy Conley coming on his first save opportunity. He might not be his first save opportunity, but he got his first save. Gives up a one-out walk to Yunel Escobar, makes his way around. Danny Espinosa pops out for out number two. Bryce Harper comes up as a potential winning run, but strikes out swinging. I had the feeling that all of Natstown was kind of uh, hanging on Bryce Harper doing something big there, but really filthy uh, one-two changeup. Just had him thinking fastball, threw a changeup, really buried it, and really nice pitch by Conley there. He gets his first MLB save and gets Harper swinging to end the game. Yeah, you got him flailing. How, how nice for the new guy, whatever. Can I, can I take a moment here to make a little rant about uh, about yelling as a fan? Because I, I just want to go off on a little tangent here. So I was sitting tonight behind perhaps the one Rockies fan in all of Nats Park. And at one point, a Rockies hitter had a check swing. And he clearly checked his swing. But I yelled, he went, as you do when someone checks their swing. Because that's what you do as a home team fan. And, you know, there was, there was an appeal to, I guess, first base or whatever. And the first base, you know, having actually watched the swing, said he didn't go. And I yelled, he went. And I advised the umpire that, you know, he maybe should think about LASIK or, or bifocals or something, you know, as you do as a home team fan. And uh, the, guy, the guy who was there with the Rockies fan turns around and goes, you know, I'm a Nats fan, and I don't think he went. Dude, come on! Home team fan! If you want to yell some, some silly nonsense at the opposing team, you yell some silly nonsense at the opposing team. It's what you're there to do. Okay, sorry. I just, I just had that rant inside me for like the last two hours, and I had to let it out. That's quite all right. Just like Lance Berkman, he goes every time. Jordan Zimmerman... On the mound for the start, another solid outing by him. Winless in his last four starts before tonight, though. 0-2, 5-0-9 ERA, 273, 316, 443 line against in 23 innings over that stretch. Facing the Rockies, against whom he was 5-0 with a 2-2 ERA, 258, 303, 352 line in 49 innings pitch coming into tonight. Five scoreless on 73 with a 2 nothing lead. Six scoreless, but a leadoff double in the seventh comes around to score and a two-out double by Ben Paulson. That was it for Zimmerman. 106 pitches, four hits, one run, one earned run, six Ks, four to one game when he leaves. He was in line for the win, but doesn't end up getting it. You know, that's a, that's a solid outing from Zimmerman, and, and it, it's just a darn shame that he doesn't get the win there because he's, he's pitching like we want him to do. He's getting 
not a lot of solid contact. He's getting the strikeouts. He's not walking people. This is the formula that Doghouse likes and that is successful as a starting pitcher. And there he was. He hewed right to it, and the bullpen didn't come through for him tonight. That was that was a, a, a good outing from, from Zimmerman, and uh, he has just added back a million dollars to his eventual free agent contract next year. <laughs> Jorge De La Rosa on the mound for the Rockies, 7-4 and four on the year in 18 starts, a 4.87 ERA, 4.41 FIP, 4.22 walks per nine, 8.45 K per nine. Didn't pile up a lot of uh, Ks tonight, even though he struck out 11 last time he faced the Nationals in July of 2014. Uh, Danny Espinosa doubles in the second AB, takes third on an error, scores on a Harper ground out, one nothing at that point. Harper lines an 0-2 fastball to left in the third, scores on a Zim capper to right, 2 nothing at that point. They add two in the sixth on a worse sack fly, Desi double, four runs off of him. Six hits, two walks on the night for De La Rosa. Nationals got the offense they needed tonight and still couldn't get it. A little bit frustrating way to go when you actually put together some four runs you think would be enough, but not able to tonight. Yeah, I, I mean, as, as a pitcher, this De La Rosa wasn't any better, really, than the last De La Rosa. So the, <laughs> the Nats should have put four runs up on him. I mean, this this is like a four-and-a-half, five ERA pitcher. I think his dip is around four. Um, he's he's fine as a, a back of the rotation inning beater, but he is certainly not an elite pitcher. Uh, certainly below league average, and you should expect to put up runs against him. And the Nats did good for them. Uh, just oh, it, it makes it all that much more frustrating that they weren't able to to clinch the win tonight. <laughs> this question is cute in hindsight. Ian Desmond, two doubles and a home run in the last two games. Danny Espinosa gets the start today. Two for three with a double, two runs scored. Ryan Zimmerman, RBI double. Amazing how things work all of a sudden for the offense. It makes the team look good. So as of the uh, seventh or sixth or seventh inning, my question was, is Matt Williams off the hot seat now that the team's actually hitting? Well, well, no, because uh, you know, Soren gave up the grand slam, so that's clearly clearly Matt Williams' fault. You know, people are hitting now. Fine, that's that's all because of whatever they were doing. You know, Matt had nothing to do with that. But Soren imploding—that's all on Matty. So clearly, he is even more culpable now. I know you try to avoid this sort of drama on the internet, but the internets are an angry place. Uh, John Heyman from CBS Sports Today had a report on the Nationals that was rife with the typos, but nonetheless said uh, it's said to be an unhappy scene around the Nats. Matt Williams is not, has not been well-received by many players who find him not loose, never relaxed. One player quoted anonymously, of course, because that's how these things work, said that while Williams looks Williams looks tight as soon as games begin, it isn't affecting the players though. The players quoted saying the players are pretty loose. We have a lot of fun. I don't really fell or feel like the players are tight. We're a pretty rowdy, loose, fun loving bunch. We have a good old time regardless of what's going on with our skipper. It doesn't affect us. That's just how he is. Not exactly a ringing endorsement. They also mentioned in this article players wondering about his bullpen choices from as far back as failing to use Drew Storen and Tyler Clippard in Game 5 of the NLDS last year. Uh, it's anonymous quotes. When people quote this sort of stuff on trade rumors, I always get yelled at on our site for 
quoting people who are quoting anonymous sources, but what do you think of the word on Matt Williams going around on the Internet today? Okay, could any of those quotes possibly be from Mark DeRosa? <laughs> I was reading them intently, trying to figure out who talks like that and try to find some key <laughs> phrases or words. <laughs> well, I, I got to say, from, from what I see of, of every interview I've ever seen with Matt Williams, that certainly seems to be a, a valid description of how I imagine he would be during the game. But uh, yeah. it, it doesn't it doesn't seem to affect the the spellings of, uh, of of the Nationals players. So, you know, I, I I'm not one to judge on that. We we've certainly had uh, had our disagreements about his bullpen management and uh, when he's chosen or not chosen to go with matchups or not. Um, what I can say in his defense certainly is that a lot of the choices he makes are similar to choices that other managers would make in that they're very conventional and that, you know, things that, that, that you and I and, and Dave agonize about and that he doesn't, he doesn't go to the matchups. He doesn't treat his relievers as relief aces to stick into high leverage situations that might come in innings other than the ninth inning. You know, these are things that are not widely done anywhere in baseball, much less on the Nats. So we can we can harp on him for being conventional, but you know, it's uh, as as a new skipper certainly, it's a safer choice to take the conventional route, much as we would wish wish that he would uh, be a little bit more innovative and effective. I might add by going in a good direction. <laughs> Yes, if he's innovative and then ineffective, he's going to get killed for that as well. So sort of a no-win situation for Matty as it's been in a lot of these situations we've talked about. If he brings on a right-hander to face Duda last week, he's going to get killed for that too. So he can't win basically in a lot of these moves. But they made one bold move yesterday. They uh, keep Joe Ross, moved Doug Fister to the bullpen. He made the rounds to the media today, told him he'll do whatever he can to help the team, though he's obviously not happy with that move. It was a bold move on the Nationals' part. What's the next one they have to make at this point? Do you bring Trey Turner up and make Dave happy with the hash brown free Trey Turner? Uh, Espinosa every day at some position, the way he's hitting this season, something I'm not thinking of, some sort of bold move the Nationals can make to shake things up going forward? You know, I, I still see Trey, Trey Turner as a pure panic move that will not end up improving the team. Much as I, I want to see it happen and succeed as a fan, I think if it does happen, it's not going to pan out. And he's going to come up and not hit like he is at AAA down in the minors because, you know, he's down in the minors, and they're called the minors for a reason, right? Because they're not the majors. So I, I think you pull him up here early and you say, you know, save us, you know, Trey Turner one. You're our only hope. I, I don't think that's going to that's gonna work out quite right. You're just going to bring this kid up who has not even had a year of professional baseball under his belt and, and put all this pressure on him to try and take the place of a guy who's, who's had three silver sluggers in a row, uh, this, this is not setting him up for success. So I, I, I don't see that as a, a positive move to make. You know, what, what could they do that's, uh, you know, maybe outside the box? I mean, you want to go crazy? They fire Matty. You know, and and they, they 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 get a new manager in the middle of what is a frustrating but still winning season. 
You know, that's <laughs> outside the box. Uh, I don't that's think true. that is very likely, but it's something they could do. And uh, maybe better bullpen management would be the key to everything. You know, I don't, I don't see that really as being the way to turn the season around, but it's something they could try. <laughs> and, and you want to that's talk about true. panic moves. I, I think that would also be a little bit of a panic move. I tend to agree, but Nationals have to do something to shake things up. They're not going right right now. It looked like it was going right for half of this game. It was going right last night. It doesn't end up going well, and we're being called Panic City all around the Internet, which I really don't like at all and think it's kind of weak, but that's what they're doing. Steven Strasburg back on the mound tomorrow against someone named Eddie Butler, who I'm sure I'll look into tonight and know all about him by tomorrow. Uh, 7.05. Oh, no, some guy I've never heard of. We're doomed. (laughs) That's always trouble. And he has a 5.45 ERA going into tomorrow's start. So Strasburg has a 5.16 ERA, so who knows. See what Strasburg can do. Hopefully we get post-second DL stint Strasburg coming back. He was good the last couple starts before he hurt the oblique, but hopefully he can keep that going. I think it's the worst possible time for that injury for him because he was going well finally when he came back, but... Hopefully he keeps it up tomorrow and picks up where he left off in his last rehab, start with 11 Ks against a bunch of minor leaguers, and they're minor leaguers because they're in the minor leagues. Hence <laughs> <laughs> the name. Nationals 56 and 52 on the year after tonight's loss. 7.05 tomorrow. See what Strasburg can do, doghouse, and we'll talk to you after the games. Bill Nats. Oh, Nats 90 sponsored by Dish Sports, Major Federal Baseball.com, Free Trey Turner. See yeah.